405-651-9000. Text the show on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Do it! Just do it! Now, with Locked In, here's Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Hey, Sooner Nation, Boz here. I just met with Team 129. Coach Venables was was uh, gracious enough to invite me in to, to visit with them a little bit. I got high expectations, and I know what they're going to do. They're going to change expectations by going out and proving that this team is the foundation of what our future looks like. So you guys, get ready, because Boomer is around the corner. 31 days to be exact, Boz. Pretty cool. Brian Bosworth uh, recently spoke to the team again. And I say again because it feels like Boz, in terms of the former players that aren't officially on staff, feels like he's been the guy that's spoken to the team the most. He and uh, Brent have a really tight relationship. Boz was at the Nebraska game last year. I know he spoke to the team the night before the OU-Texas game last year. Don't hold that against Boz, that he was the one that spoke to mm. the team the night before. Mm. To be fair, I'm not sure anyone could have rescued <laughs> Oklahoma from that fight. Not even Boz, yeah. Uh, and then he spoke to the team uh, yesterday, I think it was, as well. So, no, nah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, we, we've talked about it before, the difference from this head coach to the previous head coach. This head coach wants as many former legends in as possible, and Boz has spoke to the team, like I said, like several times now. He'll continue to moving forward. I think one of the things that impresses me the most, and I, I just had this random thought as I'm standing there in front of Joe John Finley yesterday at OU's local media day, the amount of OU DNA that surrounds this program, not just in the personnel, not just in the coaching staff, but in all the former players that Venables has made the effort to foster lasting relationships with, I think it's a tremendous testament to the cultural soundness of the Venables regime at Oklahoma. When you look at how many guys are on this coaching staff that played at OU, uh, Finley, Murray, Jeff Lebby, guys that... And those are just the the, uh, the on-field assistants. Off exactly. The field, off the field. you got Curtis more. Lofton, you Caleb got Ru- Kelly. Rufus is on there. Uh, what Phil Lodeholt is on there is... I mean, we could go down the list here. Just, there, there's, there's a lot of former players on this staff. He's bringing in guys that like know what it takes around here, that love the the program, the university. Like, yeah, it's it's. I, I think from the fan side of things, it's pretty cool to see. Well, and I think that. what you said right there, it's specific, but it warrants expansion in that they know what it takes around here. They know what it takes at Oklahoma, and there is something to be said for knowing the unique challenges that the task of winning at OU presents and the unique benefits of being at OU specifically and how you need to leverage what you have at your disposal in order to create a winning product. Training camp underway tomorrow. They couldn't have picked better weather, right? Probably a high of about 108 degrees tomorrow, or at least it's going to feel like 108 degrees tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, this team's going to have to earn it under the August weather in Oklahoma. Not 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 exactly a cool period coming up from uh, from what I understand. Apparently, per our resident Eagle Scout Mark Desher, it's supposed to, it's it's not a, it's not a cold front that's blowing in this weekend. 
but it is supposed to get cooler. An August cold front is yes, what it sure, is. Yes, sure, an August cold front. It's supposed to blow in right about the time my wedding happens on Saturday. So if that's the case, prime, because I'm not trying to stand outside in a suit taking photos for an hour in 105-degree heat. So if it suddenly drops down to 80, 85, right as the ceremony gets underway, no complaints here. Uh, well, I I would never hope for rain on your wedding day unless you. You know uh, what? I would I hope for rain. Well, I would say would unless nice. you bought a ring and it's one of those. If there's an inch or two inches of rain, then you get that uh, ring for free. Then I might be rooting it for. I'll be rooting for you. You have one of those deals? No, I do not have one of those deals. I would just rather have to deal with rain oh, than okay. deal with 105 then, yeah, degree heat. Yeah, yeah fair. Uh, good point by the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Oh, you would have lost 69 nothing to Texas if Boz didn't do the pregame speech last year. It was the night before, but yeah, essentially the same thing. I agree. Uh, okay, with training camp starting tomorrow, a lot of position battles set to take place. I still think there will be battles on the offensive line, even though Jeff Levy gave us four out of the five starters yesterday. And I guess let's start on the offense here. Who on the offense going into tomorrow already, you know, seemingly has a starting spot already locked up? <laughs> like who's who's well. kind of good? Beyond the four offensive linemen that Jeff Levy named yesterday, and beyond Dylan Gabriel, I would say Jalil Farouk is locked in as a starter. Drake Stoops is locked in as a starter. And Austin Stogner. Austin Stogner, maybe more than anyone on the team. Maybe more, even more than Dylan Gabriel locked I in think, as a starter. I think your legitimate battles on the offensive side are for that third wide receiver spot, for that one remaining guard spot on the offensive line, and also, I don't really view it as a battle because we know both guys are going to play a whole heck of a lot any way you slice it. But I, I guess technically there's uncertainty regarding whether or not it's Gavin Sawchuk or Javante Barnes that gets labeled the starter at running back. But their their role, I think, it's kind of set. It's kind of cemented. They're, those are your one and two duo to start the year. So there, there's a decent amount of – I mean, from what we heard from Gavin Freeman yesterday – I mean, I hear you on Jalil Farouk and Drake Stoops, but if anyone's position should be cemented at wide receiver, it sounds like it should be Gavin Freeman, according to the head coach. I mean, all he was was the best wide receiver they had in the spring by a long shot. His word's not mine. And uh, let's just put that into context for a second, what we just heard from Brent Venables. Who was the wide receiver throughout the spring, Tyler, that he that we were hearing all sorts of positive buzz on? Not named Gavin Freeman. This past spring? Yeah. Uh, was Nick Anderson healthy this past spring? Because no, I no, know he we wasn't. heard him in the training was, camp the year before. It was Andrell Anthony. Andrell Anthony was the guy that everybody was raving about this spring. So to hear the head ball coach, the one that has a pulse on his team better than anyone else in the universe, say that, no, it wasn't Andrell Anthony, despite all the good things you heard. No, it was Gavin Freeman that was our best receiver in spring. Again, I think the way that Venables phrased it when he got the chance to talk about Gavin Freeman yesterday you know he instantly I think disarmed a lot of people's off-the-cuff rejoinder to his praise of Gavin Freeman he was he said yeah you can look at it and I know people are going to say well we suck at wide receiver if Gavin Freeman's our best receiver but no Gavin's just that good I'm just glad that I am hearing someone going into training camp that's really you know doing a good job, lighting it up. You know what I mean? I, I don't view this as a bad thing. And I think that's kind of what Britt was saying is, well, you might hear that and think, oh, they're not any good. We suck. I don't view it that way. I'm just glad that, you know, coming out of spring, 
Yes, we did hear a lot about Andrew Anthony, but I was just waiting to hear about that one wide receiver that looked the best out of that out of that whole group, and it sounds like that was Gavin Freeman. So I'll take that rather than no one really separated themselves. I'll take that news yesterday. Uh, text line says, Ronnie Crimson says, no, he usually plays tackle, but those spots are taken by Rouse and Guyton. He also says, uh, is Sexton part of our part of the battle of the remaining guard spots? Yeah, no, Sexton is going to play tackle. He's uh, not going to be part of that battle at guard. That's going to be uh, – my best guess is that that's going to be between Caleb Schaefer and Savion Bird. 8-1-3, the second corner spot is up for grabs. Yeah, it is. Very much so. And it's going to be one of the more exciting um, position battles that I think we see this training camp. So we, we just talked about the offense, whose spots are kind of secured. Defensively, is there anyone outside Stutzman, Bowman, or Woody Washington – that should be locked in as starters with camp starting tomorrow? Or is every other position up for grabs outside those three? Well, Venables came out and said yesterday, we might have an entirely different starting front seven, save for Danny Stutzman. Yep. So, yes, Danny Stutzman's going to start. Billy Bowman's obviously going to start. Woody Washington is obviously going to start. From there, like, I, I don't think... I don't think you make Ethan Downs a second stringer. I understand some people aren't the biggest fans of Ethan Downs for one reason or another, but I don't think you take a guy that was second-team All-Big 12 a year ago, first-team preseason All-Big 12 in 2023, and move him down the depth chart. Now, does he dominate the snap count at defensive end? Maybe not. That's a different conversation because Miguel Chavis talked yesterday about how they're going to have a lot of guys competing for a lot of snaps at defensive end, but... I think if only for, A, what he's already proven to be on the football field in terms of his level of talent and motor, and B, the tremendous representative that he is for your football team and university, I say Ethan Downs is a locked-in starter for me. See, I, I'm not I'm not ready to go there with Downs. I, I think that he's going to be in a position battle to be a starter. I, I'm, I'm talking about guys that in camp, like, realistically, they're starters. And I think Downs will be in the rotation. I'm just not ready to throw him in as a uh, – as a for sure starter going into camp, but he'll he'll definitely be in the rotation okay, so to start the year. Yeah, your three locked in starters are Stutzman, Bowman, and Woody Washington. That's probably about it. Though. Glenn from Nashville. Uh, I still can't believe Gavin Freeman is the best receiver in the room. However, Venables watches uh, or watched Hunter Renfro play four years at Clemson. I'm sure he sees similarities, which is why he's high on him. Brent Venables also had to scheme against Wes Welker for four years in the early 2000s. So. Frisco Sooner, are we positive Woody Washington is one of the best two corners? Not sure why that position is not in question. Um, uh, am I what, positive? What, yeah, yeah, I'm, yes. yeah I'm, I'm very confident that Woody's one of the best two corners. Like, I, I like the upside of that position. They're young and inexperienced, uh, opposite of him, but I think they're really talented as well. I, I think corner, I, maybe it's not viewed as a strength at the end of the year. I just I feel like corner's got a chance to be as good as it's been in a while. I'm not, I'm not really overly concerned with it. When healthy, what has Woody Washington ever done to make anybody doubt that he's a top-two option at corner? That is my question. Because I get that he missed a good portion of the 2021 season with injury. Uh, last year, was I mean, he got thrown in to the fire at safety at one point last year simply for lack of an alternative. So uh, he's had to bounce around a little bit in the past, and obviously he played some safety uh, his first couple years in Norman too, but... When he has been healthy and when he has been locked in at cornerback, 
there arguably has not been anybody better at any point on OU's roster. Todd Bates Nemesis says Gentry Williams will be our best corner, and I think highly of Woody Washington. I, we're going to ask the question probably tomorrow about, um, you know, an, an under-the-radar player for this year. I I think Gentry Williams may have been a great under-the-radar candidate a week ago, but he is gaining buzz by the day as we get closer to the start of camp. Like, Old Jay Valai had a... I, I don't know if Gentry is an under-the-radar player anymore because no. everyone's talking about him at this no. point. Jay Valai had a, a lot of nice things to say about Gentry Williams yesterday. Yeah. Hey, by the way, our uh, coverage of OU Training Camp brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Uh, They're an official sponsor of OU Athletics, made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. We had some samples of the uh, neutral vodka seltzer when I walked out of the station yesterday. May have tried a couple of them at home last night. In fact, I did. And first time I had neutral vodka seltzer, and I was uh, very, very impressed. Neutral vodka seltzer. Very good. I I give it an approval for sure. I told you we would keep you updated on everything going on in Tallahassee, so we'll do that before we hit the break. Here's FSU's President Richard McCullough, quote, We are not satisfied with our current situation. We love the ACC. Our goal is to stay in the ACC, but to stay in the ACC under current situation is hard for us to figure out how we remain competitive unless there's a major change in revenue distribution within the ACC, end quote. So I feel like we can kind of tell everything about how Florida State feels right now based on just by that one statement. Well, ideally, we would like to stay in the ACC, but for us to stay in this conference, we're going to have to alter the revenue uh, distribution within this league And unless we're getting far more than Syracuse and Boston College and we're on a more competitive playing field with the SEC and Big Ten schools, we're probably going to look to leave the ACC soon. TLDR, show me the money, ACC. That's That's what Florida State said. That's basically what they said today, yeah. Remember Drew Weatherford that used to play at Florida State? Yeah. Uh, Apparently he said, quote, it's not a matter on of if we leave. In my opinion, it's a matter of who and when we leave. Not everyone may agree with that, but I feel really strongly about it. So he's saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting out of here. What are, we, what are we talking about here? We're leaving the ACC. And then the question becomes, how long does it take Clemson to follow suit? Well, I, Rick McCullough, the FSU president, did mention Clemson along with Florida State today. We, along with Clemson and others, help carry the value of media rights in the ACC. No offense to my colleagues, that's just the numbers. So Florida State's going somewhere. I'm guessing Clemson's going along with them as well. Kind of feels like it's um, it's one of those OU Texas or USC UCLA situations, right? Like FSU and Clemson are probably talking amongst themselves about where they would want to land and what their uh, plan of action is. What a weird world college athletics is these days. Like the landscape of college football 20 years ago barely mirrors what we have today. There's still going to be some regional aspects to the sport, but not like not like it's been in the past. No, I mean not Florida State. Shot. There's a chance Florida State and Clemson are playing in the Big Ten in, in five years. Some would say a, a really good chance that that happens, or sooner than five years. Honestly, yeah. it's probably not going to take five years. It might not even take three. Sounds like uh, everyone wants to hustle up and get to their new conference by the uh, by 2024 for yeah. that 12 team playoff, which makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to your text coming up next right here on The Ref.
This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Apache Casino Hotel is bringing back Cash Dash. Earn entries all month long by simply playing your favorite slot machine. Hourly drawings will be held Friday and Saturday nights from 6 p.m. to midnight for $1,000 cash. Make a dash for any unclaimed cash at 12.30 a.m. and you could walk away with $7,000. So make a dash for the cash at Apache Casino Hotel, where you always win the most. See Players Club for full details. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Brahms' new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun, top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon, add a little mayo, and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms' sweet and spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brahms. Are you an OEC member contemplating the addition of solar panels to your home or business? Before you make the purchase, contact Oklahoma Electric Cooperative Solar Experts. We will be able to tell you exactly how many panels your home needs and how the addition of solar panels truly affects your electric bill. OEC does not partner with solar companies and asks that you report any company that claims otherwise. To learn more, give us a call at 405-321-2024 or visit us at www.okcoop.org renewables. Hello? Uh, I'm a Marine. No matter how you served... My my buddies from the Army are all gone now. I'm really alone. No matter what you're going through... I keep getting calls about the bills, and I'm trying to get a job. I feel so stuck. We are here for you. If you or a veteran in your life is experiencing thoughts of suicide, dial 988, then press 1 to reach the Veterans Crisis Line. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Learn more at underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. 
Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. As far as wide receivers goes, uh, I think we got a bunch of dudes. I think we got a bunch of different guys too, as well. You know, we got speed, we got strength, we got size. We we got a bunch of guys that are capable to go make plays. Self scout. Well, what does uh, what does Brennan bring to, the, to bring to the equation for Oklahoma? Big plays, um, but at the same time, I'm going to bring a, a leadership mentality. I'm going to bring a championship, you know, mentality. I'm going to bring myself. I'm going to bring hard work to the table every single day, day in and day out. There is transfer portal wide receiver. I'll just call him wide receiver, Brennan Thompson. He's uh, officially on the roster now, getting underway with camp tomorrow. He brings big plays. Parker Thune at the wide receiver spot. He also thinks uh, wide receiver has a mix of different dudes, whether it's speed guys, strength guys, and when you look at that uh, room overall, that checks out. They definitely have speed guys. We've we've talked about that. You've got some uh, elite track times in that room, but – you get a guy like Nick Anderson to continue to be healthy, then you've got some real athleticism and you know some guys that are, uh, what, north of 6'1 and 6'2 there as well. And we've certainly talked a lot, deservedly so, about Emmett Jones' recruiting ability. This season, I believe, is really going to show us what type of a technician and developer of wide receiver talent Emmett Jones truly is. Because if I've said this once, I've said it a thousand times – It's a stat worth knowing as we head into the 2023 season. There are only two returning players on this roster, Farouk and Stoops, who have caught more than three passes as an Oklahoma Sooner. So Emmett Jones has a ton of talent in his room, but that talent is unproven, at least as it pertains to what they have done or rather haven't done on Saturdays. So this is going to give us a pretty immediate glimpse into just how much of an impact Emmett can have as far as his technical ability to refine the skills of each of the receivers in his room. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, could Big 12 be a destination for Florida State? I would say that's a bit of a long shot because Florida State has made it very clear. They don't want to operate um, – they, they want to operate at the same level or on the same level as the SEC schools that they're recruiting against. Like Florida State sees how much less they're going to make as an athletic department and TV revenue – compared to that of other SEC schools, and they want to get to as close to that as possible. And I just don't feel like they're going to be able to you know, achieve that if they go to the Big 12 Conference and their revenue splits. Like Florida State might help that in their next negotiation. I'm sure they would, but I think Florida State, like they, they want to go Big 10 or SEC a lot more than they want to go to the Big And 12. if you want money right now, if money's what you're And they chasing. want it right now. Exactly. Too. They want it right now. And they're going to have to pay a massive buyout fee to leave the ACC this early. And I think the only like payout that would be worth that massive buyout fee would be the SEC or the Big Ten. In recognition of the comments that Tyler relayed last segment from Florida State's athletic director, what we can safely conclude is that they're angling for the Big Ten because – There doesn't appear to be a spot for them in the SEC, at least not right now, unless Greg Sankey just decides to go full-on balls to the wall and trying to make this thing a super conference. But it seems to me that if what Florida State is after is money, 
the Big Ten is really the only destination that makes sense for FSU. Blacktop Billy says, if I was a Big Ten, I would get Florida State, Clemson, Miami, and Oregon and be done with it. That would be a pretty strong conference. That would be a really strong conference. Is it as good as the SEC? No, but... It's a lot closer than what it is It is, is right a now. lot closer than anybody else is right now. A lot closer. You definitely take Florida State and Clemson, I think. Um, I think you take Oregon as well. Miami's the interesting one, though, man, because, like... Miami, the, you know, what they did in the 80s and what they did in the early 2000s. Like, my, peak Miami, they're one of the best, if not the best, college football programs when, they, when they're elites. Um, but, I, I, like, no one – you hear North Carolina being brought up more than you do Miami. So it doesn't feel like Miami is necessarily the first, second, or even third option out of the ACC. So where Miami ends up in all this, I think, is very fascinating. Miami's a private school. And I don't claim to have a ton of insight on the university slash research end of realignment, but I wonder if the reality that Miami is a private school makes the mere concept of realignment a little trickier for UM reps than reps at somewhere like Florida State. Scary Gary, I love that name, says, you guys really don't think the SEC falls behind? If the Big Ten starts adding ACC teams? No, I don't think the SEC falls behind. But I like I can see a world five years down the road where that hypothetical Big Ten in which you add Florida State, Miami, Clemson, and Oregon, I can see a world five years down the road where the SEC and the Big Ten are neck and neck. 918, is Notre Dame still going to be soft and not join a conference with all this going on? That's from J-Lo. Uh, we're, we're not hearing well, – there's not really anything on the Notre Dame front. That doesn't mean there's not things going on. Like again, realignment is silent until it's not. Then it blows up. But it does not seem imminent that Notre Dame is going to join the Big Ten or be a full time member of the ACC. Kind of feels like Notre Dame is going to stay where it's at for a while. Because I think Notre Dame knows. Like if it ever comes to the point where okay, we we got we got to cut this out. We've got to join a conference now. I think any conference would take Notre Dame. The the moment that they say certainly the Big Ten would. The day that Notre Dame says, all right, we finally want to join a league. Like, Notre Dame will have options. Notre Dame will have their pick of the litter because they're Notre Dame. But what do they want to do? That's all. I'm just waiting for the day where Notre Dame decides to go both feet on board with some conference. It really doesn't matter who because it's always felt like they've been – and they're, it's what, the Big East where they're affiliated ACC. with? ACC. Or ACC. It's ACC, yeah. right. It's ACC and basketball. And they played, and they, in, the they played ACC, in the ACC championship game. So that's kind of, when, when I'm looking at the ACC, like, yeah, maybe Notre Dame. No, that, that only happened. It's so confusing, man. It's so confusing. I think they play, what, five or six games in the against ACC teams every year. Maybe it's six. It's just, it's weird. I think they're a full member in the ACC in every sport except football. That's what it is. That's and what it is. Football, yeah. they had that ACC tie, but they're still an independence, quote unquote. Just, it's odd. I would need a very detailed explanation as to why. Why does Notre Dame hold out on conference affiliation in football only? Well, I think they still have the thought of, well, this is how we've always done it. We're Notre Dame. We don't need to join a conference. We're an independent affiliation. We have our games on NBC. We're Notre Dame. We don't join a conference. And I think that the that thinking's still around. Scary there. Gary says, I keep seeing a lot of Twitter theories of Pac-7 ACC merger. Man, how wacky would that be? How absurd 
would that be? Just from a geographic standpoint. No wonder like Florida have, State's buying some new jets so they can fly across to I, the uh, West Coast. You got North Carolina going to Washington State, going to Pullman, Washington, to play a Saturday night game, and then you got to turn around and make a darn near 2,000-mile flight back. Regionalism is lost in this game. It is no longer a thing. Florida State and Clemson. I don't think an ACC Pac-12 merger would happen, but no, it's it's a bizarre concept, and it's one that honestly I can't even. It's like one of those crazy conferences that you made in dynasty mode when NCAA football was around. (laughs) New Mexico State in the Big Twelve conference with Pac-12 and ACC schools. Where do y'all think FSU and Clemson go? Says a texture in the four hundred five. Big time. I'm going to guess Big Ten, too. I'm definitely not going to guess the ACC coming up in five years. I'm curious how OU fans, like, w- would you guys would you guys want Florida State and Clemson in the SEC? Or are you saying, no way, go away, I don't want Florida State and Clemson in the SEC for various reasons, I want FSU and Clemson in the Big Ten. 405-651-3439. Let us know on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I kind of, I just, I... The spotlights on OU and Texas and the SEC, I kind of don't want them in the league. It would make the league probably a little bit more exciting. Florida State and Clemson are exciting brands, but I kind of like the SEC as is right now. I'm not naive enough to think that they'll never add. I'm, I'm sure that they'll add at least a couple of more teams in the next 10, 15 years or so, but I'm good with the SEC as is right now. You want them to add FSU and Clemson? Are you good with it? I, like, mm. I, I kind of feel I, like I, my conference is perfect right now. I know. I, I kind of feel two ways about it. On the one hand, I think Florida State and Clemson, if there are two programs you're going to add to the SEC, those two are the ones that stand out to me as the ones that make the most sense regionally and competitively. But 18 teams seems kind of incongruous. And I'm really not sure at that point if you know you put that into practice and you have – 18 teams playing in the same conference every year, I feel like that would almost get too too chaotic to follow. Sankey did mention that there is going to be a regional element and kind of a, um, well, they want SEC-ready programs as well. They, they don't want to add any teams from the West Coast in the future. They want in the SEC footprint, they want kind of the same you know, um, yeah, the programs that are kind of, you know, mirror what other SEC programs are like. And Florida State and Clemson do probably fit that better than any other programs currently available out there. I yeah, Clemson is the closest thing to an SEC program right now that isn't an SEC program. Yeah. And Florida State, they've fallen upon some hard times in recent years. But you see that all the time with programs in the SEC. When Florida State's good, they're really good. And so, yes, they would fit. In that conference as well. Nine one eight. I want Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and Virginia. Blow up the ACC. Four conference better odds for OU in the championship. Seven one two. Jim from Wisconsin. I want him in the Big Ten. Four oh five says I want the ad. A regular season OU Clemson matchup sounds cool. Well, you're going to get that in a few years because you have Clemson on the schedule for a uh, home and home trip. Was it like twenty nine and thirty or thirty and thirty one, something like that? But you're going to play Clemson the next 10 years in a home-and-home. This one says, I would love it only if they move to a 9- or 10-game conference schedule. So we're kind of split right now on what we want. A 10-game conference schedule. That is cumbersome. 
10 conference games. I guess that's kind of the direction we're headed, though. With the, uh, we end up with with the super TV conferences. money and you can get more money with uh, the 10-game SEC schedule. Yeah. Sheesh. Sports are changing. Somebody, it's not going back anytime soon. Somebody on the text line said, incongruous? What? Yeah, I, I, I was going to let the text line handle that one after you said it. So this one says, I like big words, too. Uh, we'll get to more of your text coming up next, 405-651-3439. Also, what's the toughest three-game stretch for OU next year? We'll talk about that as well coming up next right here on The Ref. This is The Ref Sports Radio Network. The staff of Primrose stands ready to serve families before and after the passing of a loved one. Call us today so that our staff can share with you how you are able to pre-plan all of your services in advance of a need. This will relieve your family and friends from having to make decisions on the hardest day of their life. Call us today at 405-321-6000. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Brahms new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun. Top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon. Add a little mayo and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms sweet and spicy Gouda Burger. Available for a limited time at Brahms. This is Mark Van Hoos, owner of Van Hoos Fence. Van Hoos Fence has years of experience and proven superior performance, kind of like a certain head ball coach. We know Van Hoos Fence offers the best value and service for your residential, commercial, or sports fencing needs. Whether it's a new install or repair work, let Mark and his team at Van Hoos Fence be your trusted resource. Call us today at 405-735-1167. Save yourself from Googling it up. Go to vhfence.com. They will work with you in a great way. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, man, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Why? Why do we ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right? The answer to why defines who we are. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my friends. For my community. For my family. For each other. Because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. So why do you see safe? Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. 
Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. We are looking at a pretty lopsided matchup, Jim. Ron, this newcomer has no idea what he's getting himself into. Let's go to the action. Jim, the size difference alone is staggering. Unbelievable, Ron, and this guy acts like he doesn't have a care in the world. What is he thinking? Every day, people tempt fate and die trespassing on railroad tracks. See tracks, think train. We're inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio today. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Someone on the uh, text line already has a thought for most difficult three-game stretch. At Cincinnati, Iowa State, and Texas. It's just hard for me to get there with Iowa State being involved in the toughest three-game stretch after what we found out the uh, what previous 24 hours. That ought to be... Perhaps the biggest blowout of the season for Oklahoma. The way that it looks right now, yeah, they're either going to be starting most likely a transfer portal quarterback or a true freshman like quarterback. That, that game might be as lopsided as the Arkansas State game. There is more than just uh, Hunter Upper Deckers that is apparently involved in uh, what's going on. Yes, at that, Iowa is State. that is true. That is true. I love that a backup kicker bet on the under for the Iowa, Which Iowa so, State like, that's, game. That's just good business. It's just great like, business, man. Hey, we all, if you're not betting the under on Iowa football every single Saturday oh. in the fall. And then Iowa and Iowa State football play a game? Yeah, you bet the under and the under hits. You're forfeiting free money at that point. So funny, man. God, it's, it's, could you see him over there fist pumping? Yeah, three and out. Yeah, three and out. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> put it away. Put it away, Kirk. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, tougher three-game stretch for OU. Is it Texas, UCF, and at KU? Or is it West Virginia at home, at BYU, and then TCU on a short week? What's the tougher three-game stretch? Some will say there's not a tough three-game stretch on the schedule this year. I would go Texas, UCF, KU. Somebody from the 918 said that on the text line just now. I think if you had to narrow it down, that would be my three-game stretch. Because, because here's what's going to happen, right? In all likelihood, Oklahoma's going to be 5-0 going into the Texas game. Something is horribly wrong if they're not 5-0 and heading into that football game. One of two things can happen. Well, I guess one of three things. One, and most OU fans would hope this is the outcome, you beat Texas, avenge the most embarrassing loss perhaps in the entire history of the program a year ago, and get on a torrid run over the second half of the season, blow through the Big 12, no problem whatsoever. Or... You beat Texas, start to get a little bit apathetic. Especially after a bye week, huh? And then you got a couple of real capable mobile quarterbacks and John Rice Plumley and Jalen Daniels that are eager to prey on that overconfidence. Or what can also happen is you lose to Texas, and then you have to rebound against two opportunistic programs in UCF and Kansas that can give you a challenge 
it, it, they can give so you what challenges Parker's if they're allowed to play their game. Anything and everything is on the table for the final six games of the year coming off of the uh, Texas game. Yeah, I don't really think it's that much of a discussion. I don't think it's that close. The toughest three-game stretch is Texas and Dallas, UCF and Norman and at KU. Two of those games are away from Norman and Parker. I think there's a really good chance that that three-game stretch that I just said, that could be a collection back-to-back-to-back of the three best quarterbacks that you face all year long. So for that reason alone, that's why I think it's the toughest stretch. So I, I'm, not, I'm not all in on Quinn Ewers like most people, but could he be one of the three best quarterbacks that OU faces this year? Yeah, absolutely he could. And you combine that with John Rice Plumley and Jalen Daniels, that could be your best three. So, yeah, for those reasons, I'll go with that. Also, what you said, too, is I, I think hopefully it's not right, but it's a point. You start off 6-0, and you have that bye week. Does this team start to think it's pretty good? Uh-huh. You know, is, is the UCF and, the trap game on the schedule? And there is no better example of a team getting too high, as it were, than Oklahoma in 2021. You remember that? They were 8-0 going down to Waco. The first college football playoff rankings come out, and they're number eight. When they started number two preseason. Exactly. Incredible. And they're feeling disrespected, and they're being vocal about it on social media, and they're sta- saying – all sorts of incendiary stuff about the playoff rankings and about how uh, they're taking it as a challenge and they feel like the committee has disrespected them. And then they go to Waco and get throttled start to finish yeah. by Baylor. And their uh, head coach, Joel Muleshoe, at the end of the game, tries to uh, go and fight Dave Aranda at midfield after kicking the Muleshoe field Muleshoe was standing on the field. <laughs> When that field goal was kicked. Dave Aranda, that would have been a, uh, you know, one tap. That's a, That would have been a like, one-punch knockout. I've never witnessed anything like that in my life, Tyler. It's the most emotion Baylor I've ever seen him the field. have. Baylor storms the field with two seconds left. they got to clear the whole field off, which probably took 10, 15 minutes, just to run one final snap. Aranda kicks the field goal after... Mule Shoe has it out with the officials for like another 10 minutes. And Mule Shoe is so pissed off and fed up about it all that he's like already walking across the field to the Baylor sideline to shake Aranda's hand as the field goal is being kicked. Gunny says, Tyler, when my sister's kid could start on some of these teams as a quarterback, of course, Sewers is going to be one of the better quarterbacks who you will face. Uh, 405, I think Kansas and BYU will be the hardest. Texas, I believe we have something to prove. I believe uh, our defense will be much better, like a top 20 rank we will see. Cherokee Sooner, I love this one. The the toughest three-game stretch for OU. He says the Big 12 championship, college football playoff semifinal, and the national championship. See, that's a five-star texter right there. (laughs) That's why Cherokee Sooner has the fifth star. 405, we were 3 0 last year and felt great. We then went 3 and 7 the rest of the year. Yes, thank you for the reminder. I'm trying to remove myself from that memory, but thank you for the reminder of that. Longest 10, 11 weeks of our life right there. What a miserable, miserable fall things were as far as football a year ago. You know what's going to be funny um, is when we had the same discussion a year from now. And I say, hey, Parker, remember when last year we were talking about the toughest three-game stretch on the schedule and we were saying that it was Texas, UCF, and Kansas? 
well, what's the toughest three-game schedule on this new SEC schedule that you got here? Is it it's, Tennessee it's at home, be, at Auburn, and at LSU? The toughest three-game schedule is going to look a little bit different. It's going to be year. a little bit more of a gauntlet than Texas, UCF, and Kansas. Uh, <laughs> Jim in Arlington says, Texas, UCF, and Kansas? What year is it? Hell, Switzer would hang half a hundred on him. That's that's yeah, that and that spark kind of uh, that thought kind of sparked after seeing Jim and Arlington's text about it. Now uh, nine one eight. Now that I've had time to think about it, I wish Aranda would have beaten Lincoln's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, you. I didn't have to think about it as long as you did, but yes, agree. Well, uh, by the way, <laughs> Jaden Nickens tweeted that he's committing August twelfth. Yeah, that's okay. the thing. We were just having the conversation last hour. Well, Bill Biedenboe, Todd Bates, or Miguel Chavis for August Recruiter of the Month? And Emmett Jones Emmett must Jones have taken that personally. He just won't, he won't remove himself from the conversation. Jaden Nickens, big-time in-state and prospect. Like, okay, I like Oklahoma for Jaden Nickens. I have a future cast in that favors Oklahoma. I'll tell you this much, OU's not far away with Isaiah Mosey either. And I think that's pretty well understood right now. Emmett Jones might be three, four weeks away from having four wide receiver commits in the 2025 class. Yeah, he's going to be able to focus on straight development for about 18 months. Like, he is not like- going to have a job this offseason. He straight up is not going to have anything to do. Maybe he'll be a camp counselor at the Dime Time Retreat. He'll have a, enough time next off. January will arrive. Oklahoma will play in their bowl game. And then Emmett Jones will be sitting on a beach somewhere for the next three months. Good for him. Think smart, not hard. He's uh, loading up on 2024 and 25 kids already. And he's not just getting kids just to, uh, you know, fill out the commit list. He, he's getting elite players in the 25 class. I mean, you get... You get Nickens, and you combine that with uh, what you got last week in state as well. God, that's two really good, two really good gets in state at wide receiver. 405 651 3439 is the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, we'll hit on a little bit of OU football recruiting coming up next right here on the ref. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Riverwind is the Metro's best casino experience. It's simply the best. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. Come enjoy our 17th birthday with our $100,000 new scene 17 celebration. Play with your wild card all month for a chance to win every Saturday in August. You won't find better than number one. A little bit of sweet and a whole lot of heat. Rom's new sweet and spicy Gouda Burger is packed with mouth-watering flavor. We start with a fresh-baked artisan multigrain bun, top it with a sizzling burger patty and bacon, add a little mayo, and then throw on the heat with apple habanero barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, and we can't forget the smoked Gouda cheese melted to perfection. Brahms sweet and spicy Gouda Burger, available for a limited time at Brahms. 
Entrepreneurs and More Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, More Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu. My name is Dee, and I dream big. I need a good job to get what I want, so I signed up for DRS Transition. Are you a teen with a disability? Get free career counseling. Work experience. And a paycheck. DRS Transition helped us get ready for life. Dream big. Dream big. Contact Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services, 800-487-4042, or okdrs.gov. Teachers shape the future. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. We can help you understand the disease. And give you tips for living a better life. Find your answers at Parkinson.org or call 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better Better lives together. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Dear Hero, whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. 
Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. Cavens Group is bringing you this hour of The Rush. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune with me today. Cavensgroup.com for emergency repairs. That's storm damage as well. 405-573-3048 or cavensgroup.com. August is going to be... It's going to be a busy month when it comes to who you're recruiting in the 24 and 25 side. It's going to be busy. I also think it's going to be exciting because in 10 days, 2025 wide receiver Adam Millwood is going to announce, and probably OU is uh, thought as the leader right now. Jaden Nickens, he is the number 88 overall player in the country, according to 24-7 Sports. Six foot three, 190 pounds. He is the number four player in the state of Oklahoma for 2025, but this is a loaded state in 2025. Let's just go through the list here. In the 2025 class in the state of Oklahoma, and let's try to en- let's try to envision what this in-state class could look like for OU. C.J. Nixon, OU's got a really good shot there. Number 38 player in the country, edge player. Nate Roberts, he's mm. committed to Notre Dame. Mm. Uh, mm. That's trending mm. nicely. Mm. I'm not 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 entirely convinced that holds. And if he goes anywhere else, it'll be OU. So in play, absolutely. Tristan Haynes. Done deal to Oklahoma, not by a long shot, but very much within the realm of possibility. Nickens, love Oklahoma right now in that race. Elijah Thomas, already committed to Oklahoma. And he's ranked as the number 222 prospect nationally. Now, I, I know at Shakota, it's going to be tough for, you know, rather than a 5A kid in Texas to get the credit he deserves. All that's, I think Elijah Thomas will be ranked higher than the number 222 player nationally by the end of the 2025 cycle. We have so. him numbers. Number ninety-seven overall on rivals. Yeah, okay. He is so I, I. He is a stud. And then there's Kevin Sperry, who's also committed. He's a three-star right now, but there is absolutely a world where he is a top one hundred player. So yeah. if, if you wanted to get crazy here, and I wouldn't bet on this necessarily being the case, but there is at least a slight chance. It's a slight one, but there's at least a slight chance where the state of Oklahoma could have six. Top 100 players in 2025. Again, I wouldn't bet on that being the case. I think the safe number might be four. But even if it's four top 100 players, we're talking about the best top-end talent we've seen the state have in I don't know how many years. And I'll throw another one at you. Marcus James has the potential to be a top 100 player. Yeah, And Oklahoma is very much in the driver's seat to land him as well. So in every prospect that we mentioned, OU either already has the commitments or they're thought of as the leader or in really good shape to land that so in-state recruiting do the little stock up emoji that everyone likes to put out on twitter please go throw that one out there by the way uh i think the one amongst the top seven in the state that we didn't mention was caden knighton who's committed to vanderbilt right now the kid out of winniewood demarco could flip that kid in five seconds if he wanted to all he's got to do Straight is text up. him call him say come on dude vanderbilt really i know you're <laughs> sec ready but do you really want to be SEC ready? See if he makes a run at him in 2025. 
Won't be hurting for running backs, that's for sure. Uh, okay, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Ohio Sooner says, I'm a huge fan of us getting a lot of in-state guys. If you look at the history of all of Oklahoma's national championship teams, they are built on a foundation of Oklahoma kids. You need guys in the program who grew up cheering for the program. Well, I think that's what they're attempting to do either with offers or PWO offers like we saw today with uh, three-star defensive lineman Bergen Kaiser of Edmond Santa Fe. So if a kid is worthy of an offer in state, they'll offer him. If he's a borderline or fringe, they'll just say, hey, come on a PWO and we'll find out through what, NIL, where we can pay for your school. So like a guy like Bergen Kaiser is a quote-unquote a PWO player, but he's going to get his school paid for, correct? Yeah, it's going to be taken care of. And anybody, I would say I would go so far as to say pretty much anybody in the state of Oklahoma that is FBS caliber, but maybe not P5 caliber right away, is going to at the very least have the opportunity to do exactly what Bergen Kaiser is doing at Oklahoma, exactly what... Gavin Freeman was doing at Oklahoma exactly what we expect Andy Bass is going to be doing at the University of Oklahoma, which is play football in the Crimson Cream, get your school paid for, while not technically on an athletic scholarship, but for all intents and purposes, you're a scholarship guy. Aaron and Tulsa, Doug Miles, and several others want to know, will he be playing basketball at Oklahoma as well? Well, if he commits to OU, Jaden Nickens. Is he a two-sport athlete? He had Power 5 basketball offers in eighth grade. So, yeah, kid can ball. Uh, Porter Moser may be saying, yeah, August 12th, let's go. Let's go. Hour number two, The Rush, coming up next. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. Radio Network. Ever wonder why someone would wake up at the crack of dawn just for a chance at the unknown? Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for?